Okay, y'all, I need you to be able to use your imaginations with me, okay? Do y'all still have imagination? <laughs> Who said that? Okay, you know what? We're gonna use it, okay? Um, I need you to picture with me you're in history class, okay? I know, throw up. Don't tell Madeline. She's actually a history major, okay, okay? Now, I need you to imagine you are in history class. This is your very last class of the day, and it means you are hungry, okay? We all know how the after-school snack hits, all right? But you're not there yet. You're in history class. It's the last class of the day. All you can think about is what you're going to eat when you get home, and then it dawns on you, and you remember, oh, no. This is the day that we have to do the presentations in front of the whole class. I remember my teacher saying something, but I wasn't paying attention. Today is that day. And so you're like, okay, I remember kind of, not really, I'm going to kind of make it up because it's history and stuff. You know, the war, I don't know. You, you can make it on the fly, okay? And so you're like, oh man, all right, today is the day that we have to do that presentation, but you kind of have a sigh of relief because your friend goes before you. And your friend gets up there and they're like, okay, you got this, dude. Best friend, I'm going to cheer you on from my class seat, whatever, you got this. And you, you kind of start to see, wait, something something kind of seems a little bit off maybe, okay? And you're like, man, I can't really quite pinpoint what it is. I can't really quite put my finger on it, but something is definitely off. And as you, you know, your friend keeps going, they're killing it, they're doing their thing. And then all of a sudden, you kind of figure out what seems a little bit off. And you kind of think to yourself, oh no. And you kind of have this panic moment of like, wait, I need to make eye contact with my friend. I need them to see me. I need them to look me in the eye because something is wrong. Something is very, very wrong. And for the life of them, they will not look at you in the face. And you are trying everything you can. You're like, oh, maybe if I just speak up, maybe if I just like raise my hand, maybe if I could just say, hey, 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 your, your flies down but you don't say anything. And you let your friend up there finish, finish their history presentation and you know the whole class knows their fly is down. And now you have to live with the guilt of not telling them your fly is down. And now rumors have spread around the school that that is your friend. That is the friend that you should have said something, but you didn't. You thought maybe I could try, maybe I could just get like a little whisper to him maybe, but you went silent. And now the whole class knows. The whole school knows. TikTok knows because everybody's a social media influencer now, okay? Everybody knows. And you have to live with the fact that you did nothing to stop it. You did nothing to help them in their time of desperation. You did nothing to help them in their time of need. Now, this story sounds ridiculous, I know, because you're like, dude, come on, that's never going to happen. My friends are going to blurt out to me. They're going to have my back. And maybe this story hasn't happened to you in a literal sense, but this story is a real story. And this story is the product of people we neglect to tell about Jesus, Maybe people that we have had every opportunity to share who Jesus was, and we didn't say anything. We kept our mouth shut. Even though we knew our friend is hurting, even though we knew our friend could really 
only benefit from a relationship with Jesus, we kept our mouth shut. And now we have to live with that. We have to live knowing, man, I didn't say something when I should have said something. I didn't open my mouth. I didn't try to make eye contact with them. I said nothing. And tonight we wanted to talk to you about your friends, about the people that you love the most. And we wanted to share with you a church word that is called evangelism. Can everybody say evangelism? It's a hard word, isn't it? I know, okay. It is called evangelism. And what evangelism is, is to share our faith. It's just to tell people about Jesus. And tonight, we wanted to really hit it hard that you would know how to share your faith. That you would know how important it is that your friends hear about Jesus. That the people we love the most are best friends who are not going to church, who are not living their life following Jesus, knows that there is still a chance for them. And we want you to know you can speak up, that you can say something. So it's in the Bible, it says in Acts 22:15, for you are to be his witness, telling everybody what you have seen and heard. We are on this earth for one reason. We are on this earth to tell the people we love about Jesus to tell them how he saved us, how he's rescued us, how he died for us, how he came for us. That is what we are supposed to do. In the world, in our culture now, it kind of contradicts that. Because our culture says, well, you could work hard and get all the money you can. What our culture says is be a social media influencer, play video games for a living. What our culture says is do whatever you can to achieve happiness. Do whatever you can to benefit yourself. But the Bible is very different from that. What the Bible says is we're put on this earth to serve people. What the Bible says is we're put on this earth to love people, to tell people about Jesus, to tell people that there is hope, that there is future, that there is peace. The Bible says in John 13, 34, I give you a new command, love one another. You must love one another just as I have loved you. We're put on this earth to love people. We're not put on this earth to only think about ourselves and what we can gain and what our own personal needs are. It says in Galatians 5.13, my brothers and sisters, you were chosen to be free, but don't use your freedom as an excuse to live under the power of sin. Instead, serve one another in love. The whole law is fulfilled by obeying this one command. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. We are called for a greater purpose than to live for ourselves. We are called for a greater purpose than to live selfishly. And that call is to tell people about Jesus. That call is to make sure our friends know who Jesus is how he loves them, how he chooses them, how he died for them, how he has a home forever in heaven for them. After all, this is our friends' eternities we're talking about. This is our friends' lives that we're talking about. You were put on this earth for a reason. And when the time comes, the Lord will call you home. And home could either be heaven or home could be hell. 
And we want every single kid in Mesa County to have a home forever in heaven. All right, so that is why we tell you this. This is why we try to tell you it is so important that we invite people that we love, people that we know to come to church so they can experience how good our God is. We want them in heaven with us. I'm not saying this stuff to make you feel bad or to make you feel ashamed if you haven't shared your faith with other people because I didn't do that either, right? I was super afraid of that growing up. I thought I had to be this perfect Christian. I thought I had to have all my crap together. I thought I had to be perfect, never sinning, nothing like that. But that's not true. We're put on this earth to tell people Jesus loves them. We're put on this earth for that purpose. And I know it can feel hard, and I know that it can feel scary, because it's extremely hard even for me, even as one of your pastors, to be transparent with you and say, it's really hard to tell somebody to come to church with you, especially when it's somebody you love, especially when it's somebody you really, really care about. It's really, really hard for me to look my brother brother in the eye and say, come to church with me. But it doesn't have to be that way. And it shouldn't be that way. These are people's eternities on the line. These are their lives on the line, the choice between heaven and hell. And we have to care enough to say something. We have to care enough to tell them Jesus loves you. We have to care enough to be able to get out of our own comfort zone, to get out of our own awkwardness and say, I love you too much to not tell you. We have to be evangelists, right? We have to tell people about Jesus. And I think when it comes to sharing our faith, we can all make up excuses, right? Excuses, they're like, they're like butts, everybody has them, they stink, all right, we get that. But we can all come up with excuses. Excuses of why we can't share our faith. Excuses of why we shouldn't tell somebody about Jesus. And so I don't know why I thought this was gonna be a good idea. Um, I asked Joe, Joe, if you would come on out with me. Um, I just thought, um, before I tell you anything, um, I need you to know that you have to, you have to use the tarp tonight, okay? That's all. It didn't go well the first time you told us to use yeah, the tarp? Yeah, redemption. Okay. No? Okay, okay. But I'm what try. I thought would be a good idea is that if we could just smash some excuses that we come up with yes. of why we shouldn't share our faith, of why we can't tell people about Jesus, and I thought, who better than to come out and be able to break things and stuff than Joe? That's a big mama. That's a... Do you guys know what that is? Yeah? It's a computer. A monitor? That's a dinosaur. Monitor. Yeah, I'm just That's gonna. A big old lizard. What that is? I'm just gonna scoot on over here, okay? And now, um, the first excuse that we need to discuss is the excuse of it's scary. Boo. Okay, it's scary. And I thought for this one, um, I'm not even gonna tell you what we're gonna smash yet, okay? okay. So the first excuse is the excuse that it is scary. I get this. Right, I feel this down to my core. Sometimes, I, like I told you, I'm still afraid to tell people to come to church with me, to tell people about Jesus. I don't know why, probably just because it's our human nature. 
And maybe we're scared because we think they're gonna judge us. Maybe we're scared because we think that our friends aren't gonna like us anymore, that they're not gonna respect us, that they're gonna call us a hypocrite. And we have all of these questions that keep us held back by fear. But the Bible says in Isaiah 41, 13, for I hold you by your right hand. I, the Lord your God, and I say to you, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. We have to believe that we are not doing this alone. But instead, anytime we feel afraid that we have to tell somebody about Jesus, that we want to tell somebody about Jesus, we have to remember God holds your right hand. And he says, I will help you. And what I like to tell myself is, even if I feel afraid, do it scared. Do it afraid, but do it. We will not let fear win. And the outcome might be different, even different than what you think. Maybe where you think your friends aren't gonna like you anymore, maybe they're actually gonna tell you, thank you for caring about me enough. Thank you for caring about me enough to invite me to church. Where your friends think that you're a hypocrite, maybe they start to realize, oh, you're just human. It's not that you're a hypocrite, it's that we're imperfect people. Maybe where your friends think, oh, they're gonna judge me, well, maybe your friends are actually thinking, no, I would not judge you because you spoke up, because you told me the truth, because you love me enough to say something. You don't have to let fear hold you back, right? God holds our right hand and he says, I will help you. So no longer can fear be an excuse of why you don't tell somebody about Jesus. So I think we should smash something then. Yes, um, I want to smash. Well, um. Yes. So uh, you, uh, you have AirPods and um, you've been missing one and uh, I found it. That's mine. Yep, that is- I think we should smash it. Um, we're just gonna start small though because fear, fear's small, okay, fear's, fear's lame. So, um. You want me to, you, you want me to smash my AirPod? <laughs> yeah, I do. I asked okay, our boss. She said it's happens, okay. Okay. Do you, do you want it on this very large tarp, or nope, are you right gonna there. miss it? Okay. That's right here. Maybe put on your eye protection for this one. That's, that's true. That's pretty big, you know. Okay. Really, just wind her up. Yep. Bow. I missed. Yep. It's just so small. You need a little magnifying glass. Do you want my glasses? Do you, did I, you get it? Oh, yeah. That's kind of a piece. I hit it again. Get it again. Smash! That a diamond. Okay. Look, I just, you it can still, still works. You can still use it. Oh, Bluetooth connected. Wow, that's incredible. Okay. Why okay. does it smell like gore? There's something on the inside that smells like <laughs> something. It's a stinky excuse. Ha! <laughs> okay. Yes. Anyway, okay, so the first... The first excuse is that it's scary. It's not scary, okay? The second excuse is I am not a perfect Christian. Good, okay? None of us are perfect Christians. Not your pastors, not your parents, not your teachers. Nobody is a perfect Christian. And that's the beauty of why we needed Jesus. That is why Jesus came to die for us because we are not perfect From the beginning of time all the way until the end of time, nobody is perfect. Romans 3.23 says, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. 
You will all come up short. I will come up short. All the pastors will come up short. We are not perfect. We sin, we make mistakes, and it's not a free pass just to say, oh, but I'm gonna be forgiven. No, it's grace from Jesus to say, yes, you are not perfect, but I still died for you. I still came for you. The only person that has ever been perfect is Jesus. That's it. So you can't use the excuse, I'm not a perfect Christian, because man, neither is Joe. Okay, so I think we should smash the excuse. The smell was from the AirPod. <laughs> oh, should we have gotten a fire extinguisher? I don't know if it's like battery has it. Oh, it's a very sweet smell. Quit it's a weird touching smell. it. I don't know. Stop it. Don't Do you smell, smell your fingers. Do you oh want my smell? gosh. No, I want. How do you not? How do you not smell? Okay, what do you want? What am I, I don't want you to smell. I want you to smash an I excuse. I want to smash. Wait. What are you smashing? The nice. the big monitor? No, not yet. Not, well, that's like the top dog, though. That's Madeline's yeah. computer. Okay, do that one. Do the middle one. This How is this the computer? It's so big. It's a TV. That's not, here we go. All right, let her rip. I don't know where to stand, dude. I don't know how to hit. KWK. Ah! Oh, Joseph! What? I almost got my big toe. What? What? You told me to smash. What you, oh. What oh, do you oh. want from me? This is fun. That thing is a dinosaur. It did not break in. I don't oh. like oh. losing oh. to Madeline. Ah. What? Okay. <laughs> Boom. Bat drop. Incredible. Incredible. Okay, okay, that computer ain't worth nothing, that's okay. All right, excuse number three is that I don't have all the answers. I think sometimes a big excuse that we throw out, well, what if, what if like somebody asked me a big question and I don't have the answer? Okay, neither do I, right? I don't know the Bible whole, what's in every single page. I don't know every single page word for word. You don't have to know the Bible inside and out. Did Jesus save you? Yes. Did God rescue you? Yes. Does he give you a home forever in heaven? Yes. That's your answer. Right? Seeing what God has done in your life, seeing how he has changed your life, that's your answer. You don't need to know every scripture. You don't need to know cover to cover. You don't need to know, did dinosaurs walk the earth or did they not? Okay? You don't need to have every answer. You have the answer. The answer is your own story. The answer is your own testimony. The answer is what has God done in your life? That's your answer. That's what you tell people. I had depression, now I don't. Now I'm filled with joy. I was once lost, now I'm found. My family has come to know Jesus. That is your answer. Revelation 12, 11 says, and they defeated him by the blood of the lamb and their testimony. People cannot argue your story. They cannot argue what God has done in your life. That is your answer. So no longer can you use the excuse, well, I don't have all the answers, because you do. So we gotta smash something. Smash it! Oh no, which one now? The, the monitor, the big monitor. one? Monitor! Where are you go? Okay, that's fair. That's a good, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Watch my big toe. Oh. Were you taking a lap? Oh, okay. 
Não. Give it back. Oh, again. One more time. Yep. One more time. Kaden, watch Uno out. Mas. Hey, I'm ready. One. Send it. Oh, no. Three, two, one. Oh. Ooh. That thing is so old. How is that so strong? How is that? Man, they do not make computers like that anymore. That's wow. so true. That's amazing. Okay, that's smashed enough. All right, that thing got dropped twice. All right, so now we have, good job, Joe. Now there is one last excuse that I think sometimes we can come up with. And that excuse is someone else will tell them if I don't. Somebody else will tell them about Jesus if I don't. Yeah, maybe, but why not you? Right, girls? Why not you? Maybe God is asking you to do it. Maybe he's asking you to step out of comfort, to step out of fear and say, I will do it. I'll be the one to tell my friend about Jesus. I'll be the one to invite them to church. Why not you? We're put on this earth to tell people about Jesus. We're all called to preach the good news of Jesus. That means tell people about Jesus. It says in Mark 16, 15, and then he told them, go into the world and preach the good news to everyone. That's you. Go into your schools and tell your friends, do you want to come to church with me? Why not you? This is your friend's eternity on the line. Right? This is the choice between heaven and hell. And if you can do it, then why not you? Don't wait for somebody else to come along to tell your friend about Jesus. Don't wait for somebody else to come along and say, come to church with me. You do it. You can't use that as an excuse anymore. So, Joe, um, I think we have to smash the last one. Yeah. Um, this it's one. Computer. This I'm one. I'm confused because this is Fashion Madeline's computer. Yeah. But it's here on the smashing table. <laughs> uh, we went into your office. And we yeah. took it. Can I smash it? Uh, it's I'm not little. gonna. I'll talk to um. I'll talk yeah. to pastor. Yeah, I'll talk to the senior pastor. I got you. Okay. I think we should just. I gonna smash it? Oh, hold on. Uh, smash it. On the on the tarp. I forgot about this yeah, thing. Yeah, that's really smart. I forgot about it. This is so fun! Wow, those oh. things are built good. It smells like fire. Am I? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's fine. It's fine. Madeline, you can still use it. This has yeah. no battery. Oh, you're good. We took the battery out. We saved that part oh, for good. you. Oh, <laughs> good. Yeah, good job, Joe. Okay, okay sadly, um, that's all the things I have for you to smash, so. So what? So you could just leave. There's that computer. I can smash that one. No, this one. Um... You want me to smash that one? Excuse me. You put your two thumbs down. Okay. No. 
You just leave. I'm over here. You walk away. Goodbye. Okay. Do not smash my wall pot. Will you buy me a new one? How many of y'all got the job? Oh, put your hands down. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, now that we have smashed all of the excuses, I know it's sad. Now it's just me up here, man. Okay, now that we have smashed all of the excuses, you don't have any, right? These are your friends' eternities on the line. The choice between heaven and hell, and now the choice is yours. The choice is yours to invite your friends to church or to not. The choice is yours to go out there and do what you were put on this earth to do, and that's to tell people about Jesus' love for them. The choice is yours. And so, being your 4640 pastors, we thought, what better way for you guys to invite your friends to church than let's just throw on an event, okay? We're going to do Bring Your Friend event, which is happening next week. All right, everybody say, next week. Next week. Next week, we are doing something called Bring Your Friend. And what do we do to get your friends here is you have to invite them. All right, it's a little weird if me and Madeline go into your schools, okay? Because we're like way, they don't let us do that. You know, we're like way older than you, okay? I don't know if you know that. And so it's weird if we go into your school and you say, hey, you want to come to church with me? And they're like, stranger, danger. No, 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 leave me alone, okay? So you have to do it. Right? You have to invite your friends to church. Your friends that don't know who Jesus is, your friends that you're like, man, I care about them enough to say something. And it's so easy, okay? It's so easy. Uh, Jacob, where are you? Okay, Jacob, come down here. Will you come down here for a minute? Okay. Hi, Zach. You know I like you guys all, okay? Say, say Jacob's at school with me, and I go, oh, hey, Jacob, what are you doing next week? You're not doing anything? Do you want to come to church with me? You would? Dude, hear me out. It's going to be a bring your friend event. There's going to be like hundreds of dollars worth of candy that you could win. Yeah, dude. Do you want to come with me? Okay, tell your mom. I'll tell my mom to tell your mom. Okay, you're going to come to church with me? Okay, deal. Okay. That's how you can invite somebody to church. Is that so easy? Good job, Jacob. Give it up for Jacob. Yeah, Jacob! Okay. Don't ask Jacob because I already asked Jacob to come to church with me, all right? But when you leave today, grab flyers, hand them out to your friends at school, and say, come to church with me next week. There's a spider jump. There's an inflatable where you could get wrecked. It's awesome, okay? There's a cafe. I'll even buy you a candy bar if you bring your friend to church with you next week. Okay, you're welcome, all right? Bring your friends to church next week. Everybody say, next week. All right, let me pray over you guys. All right, Jesus, we love you so much. And Lord, we pray that each and every one of us would have somebody that we can invite. That each and every one of us would be bold enough to invite somebody that we love, that we care about, because we know how important it is for our friends to get to know Jesus. We love you so much. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.